are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Monday to kick off a big week's worth of podcasts. Had a lot of news last week, Stan Van Gundy. I also happened to be out of town, meaning we couldn't react to some of the news in the most realistic timelines. But I wanted to get that show out looking at some of the potential head coaching hires. But now we've got a report that came out on Thursday that Zion is unhappy. There's one just frankly a lot of truth to this. But I also honestly think it's a little bit of a good thing. So we'll break both of those down for you coming up. And then the news of could the team move? Is there any realistic chance of that? Let's get into it in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this week on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central to get in on the conversation. Spotify Greenroom, changing the way we talk sports. Also, don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts. We're the only daily show that's here Monday through Friday, able to break down everything you want to know about this team. If you listen to podcasts on your morning commute and a lot of people are back in the office, make sure we add us, you add us into the rotation here for about 20 minutes, perfectly matching your morning commute, your evening commute. You want your Pels talk? There's a lot of news about it right now. Best places to get it right here. So subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so I was out of town starting on Thursday morning, so I wasn't really able to react immediately to the news about Zion Williamson maybe being upset with the team that was reported in The Athletic, including good friend of the show, Will Guillory. And you know what? There's obviously a lot of truth to all of this. this. This should be no surprise that Zion Williamson is a little bit upset. I think a lot of people have been preaching for some patience with this front office for a little bit, trying to use some historical markers saying, look, it took LeBron James until his third year in the league to get into the playoffs. Same for Anthony Davis. But you can't really compare these same timelines from those players or other players to Zion Williamson and what he wants. They're different people. Maybe Zion has unrealistic expectations of this franchise to get into the playoffs immediately, right? His first year, his second year, those are just passed. So, there's not necessarily a surprise that he's upset from the outside looking in. And look, fans of this team, maybe you, maybe you know, you're not a fan if you're listening just to learn a little bit more about the franchise, want to defend the team, right? It's part of your identity. It shouldn't be dysfunctional. They're fine. You know, it hurts you to hear them, you know, things like that said about the team. But I do think and this comes from my conversations around the league that people do view it a little bit dysfunctional, I think. And wonder if they're going to be able to get this right. Whether that's fair or not is up for debate. But things aren't looking great, particularly just on the coaching front, right? Alvin Gentry came in and said, or sorry, David Griffin came in and said Alvin Gentry's the guy and picked up an, ex- an extension for him, an option for him when he didn't need to do that. Then he came in and he hired Stan Van Gundy to a four-year deal and fired him for one year after firing Alvin Gentry, despite saying Gentry's the guy. That doesn't... I think inspire a lot of confidence with one free agents around the league and just the feeling in general of the team around the league. And some of that is going to creep down to Zion Williamson and his family. And so I get it. If I were him, I'd be frustrated too. Let me ask you this. Are you frustrated? Are you frustrated with this team right now? Are you frustrated that they had to fire Stan Van Gundy after one year because they made the wrong coaching hire? 
I bet you are if you're a Pelicans fan, right? Are you frustrated they couldn't even get into the 10th seed despite having Zion and Brandon Ingram healthy for the majority of the year? That they didn't have the shooting around? That spacing at times was pretty bad due to moves made by the front office? Yeah, you probably were. You're probably not thrilled about Steven Adams being on this team, despite the fact that in a vacuum he's a good player. I think that's understandable. Why wouldn't that apply to Zion Williamson and some of the rest of the guys on the team? Zion was amazing this past year. Yes, he needs to improve defensively, but that's where you cut him a little bit of a break given his age. But overall, he was good. They should have been better than they were. There's there's just no getting around that whatsoever. So for him to be frustrated, I don't think it's necessarily the incorrect thing to feel. The big thing that I think kind of freaked people out is you're getting maybe some shades of Anthony Davis and AD's father in this. That is fair. But I think you need to look at it from a different perspective. And look, there's more that went on behind the scenes with Anthony Davis and his father and Monty Williams and Dell Demps and all of that stuff um, than was really ever reported out. But his father is a huge influence on him. Just like I hate to tell you, most likely your father was a big influence on you. Zion is 20 years old. He will be 21 in about two weeks. A lot of people rely on their families to help them make decisions and to bounce ideas off off of and get decent feedback from on just things going on in their life. They're trusted people. They're their parents. So his stepfather, maybe, and the rest of his family being a little bit upset with the team and kind of feeding that to him. Yeah, they want what's best for him. And right now, from the outside looking in, when you remove yourself from this, the Pelicans don't necessarily look like the best for him. They couldn't make the 10th seed. You had have had the third head coach for him in three years. I don't think that's the biggest deal, but it doesn't look good. It probably doesn't make them feel good. So the decisions that David Griffin in the front office have made have kind of led to this, and I don't think it's unreasonable. He should have input from his family in this. His agents are probably also saying some of the same things, being like, we, we need to kind of keep an eye on what's going on here in the situation with the team, and maybe we need to make some moves. Again, all of that stuff will cross if we need to, and it certainly would be unprecedented, but Zion's a bit of an unprecedented player. So this creates a more heightened sense of urgency around the team. I don't think any of their feelings are wrong. I don't feel particularly great right now in the way that this team can potentially get all of this fixed immediately because they haven't proven to me that they're necessarily capable of doing that. The coaching hire stuff clearly shows it. It was the wrong hire. We get the benefit of hindsight with that, but you can't operate like that if you're a front office. So that's kind of the situation we find ourselves in. He is upset. He should be upset. His family should be upset. And more importantly, you all should be upset too. This is not something where it's like, oh, well, it took AD three years to get into the playoffs. LeBron, three years to get into the playoffs. No, let's not normalize some of that stuff. They should have been better than they were this year in Zion's second season. It was really as simple as that. They weren't. He's concerned. I don't think that's necessarily the wrong take to have. So in a moment, we're going to get into why this frustration is actually a good thing for the Pelicans and... No, you really don't need to worry about the team potentially leaving New Orleans. And I have one very specific reason why that I always point to this. We'll get into that coming up here in the third segment. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Indeed.com. You're the hiring expert for your company. What you really need is help making your shortlist of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post screen and interview all on Indeed.com. Get your shortlist of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster 
faster. Only pay for those candidates that have must have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy, especially with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately. And Indeed skills test that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests and add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoff coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it in 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. We can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. The 76ers bounced out. Ben Simmons, terrible in the fourth quarter of games here, basically doing nothing and being unplayable for the Philadelphia 76ers. I have a question for all of you, Pelicans fans. Would you take a flyer on him? I don't think there's one player in the playoffs who's lost more value than Ben Simmons. Is that a guy that you would have any interest in trading for, assuming you don't really need to give up that much? It looks like they might need to be headed for a split there. Is that something that makes you maybe take a flyer on him to add some more talent in some capacity to the team? He's really good in the regular season, I think. He's an all-star. I don't know. Is he going to be able to make this work there? And if not, is there a way to make it work with him, Zion, and Brandon Ingram? I'm kind of curious, and it kind of shows you Playoffs can be nuts, and these playoffs have been really, really fun. Game seven between the Bucks and the Nets had to be one of the more exciting games, especially because I was actually in a bar in Austin, Texas, watching that kind of screaming. It was so much fun, and you don't really get to do that much anymore, but there we go. All right, Road to the Finals brought to you by Michelob Ultra right there. The finals, though, I do think, or the the road, uh, the playoffs, I do think represent some hope for Pelicans fans and this team in general. So we just went over why Zion is frustrated, and frankly, he should be frustrated. I'm frustrated. You're frustrated. You bet you want to bet the star player is very frustrated. He should be. But I think that's a good thing. We've seen that David Griffin has, and he's talked about this, right? Like there's a way he wants to build the team. He keeps saying the word sustainable, sustainable success, uh, sustainable winning, whatever you want. I think he gets it's a small market. You play by different rules and he wants to try and kind of build something that maybe outlasts him or outlasts others here with this organization, whatever, whatever that means. I think he means it through kind of culture, but we're not there yet. Here's the thing that doesn't work. In Zion being frustrated and making that frustration very clear means you don't, you don't get to try that right now. I think over the long term, it could be a very good way to go about doing it, but not when you have Zion Williamson on the team. David Griffin said he cried the moment that he was in Cleveland and LeBron announced that he was coming back because it changed his whole plan and he had to build a title-winning team around LeBron, not in the way that he wanted to do it, right? It's a similar boat here now. You don't get to do this the way you originally wanted to. You need to build this a different way. You need to build this more like the LeBron way and go after that title immediately. Start winning immediately so that Zion isn't upset anymore because I would like to keep Zion Williamson here in New Orleans and not test the waters in any sort of way when it comes to him. Again, I think you're probably the same way. This frustration, this being out in public and kind of the maybe in a way humiliation that is going on with the front office right now is good because they need to rethink the way that they are going about this. And I think this is going to be a big wake-up call. And sometimes you kind of need that slap in the face to get you kind of motivated moving and doing just what it is that you need to do and understanding the situation around the team right now. 
And that's with a potentially unhappy super duper star in Zion Williamson. So I think this is good. I'd rather this be out and in public and kind of embarrassing the front office and worrying the front office than it just being kind of simmering behind the scenes and they keep going down the path that they've been going down, which clearly hasn't worked so far. This is very different than what Dell Demps did. And I've seen some people be like, we miss Dell Demps. No, you don't. You, you don't miss Dell Demps at all, but, or you shouldn't. This is very different by going all in on in winning now because the Pelicans actually have young players. They have a treasure trove of draft picks to restock things should they need to do it. And that is not what Dell Demps had, nor what Dell Demps did. Je- Dell Demps traded a first round pick for Jared frickin' Bayless. Dell Demps traded a first round pick for Omer Oshik and then signed him to a massive extension. There's some shades of the Steven Adams deal in that. But the good news is that wasn't the one asset that the Pelicans had that they could trade. They have a ton more right now, but it is absolutely time to go all in and build a winner. And hopefully, hopefully all of this has made them realize that sustainable is nice, but there's not going to be a whole lot of anything that's sustainable if Zion Williamson wants out and is upset or Brandon Ingram gets upset and wants out. Sustainable goes out the window then. So sustainable can't be the first thing that you're trying to do. Getting into the playoffs and having some success is what you want. And teams can make significant jumps. The Phoenix Suns are in the conference finals. This is Devin Booker's first time in the playoffs in his sixth year, no less, which was way too long to get him in there. And they're in the conference finals, led by his stellar play and Chris Paul. The Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young's third season are into the conference finals, and the Hawks are a great example, a great example of what the Pelicans should be trying to do. This past offseason, they went all in. They traded for Danilo Gallinari. They signed Bogdanovich there. They made some very questionable moves the season before they had traded for Clint Capella. They really went all in around Trey Young and this team and John Collins too. And no, we can probably rule out the Pelicans trying to sign him. He's having a great series. They they went all in. And at times, a lot of us in the media questioned it. Like, what, what are they doing? Is that what they want to do? All of that stuff. And then it worked out. It took firing their coach midseason and putting Nate McMillan in there. And now look at them. They've been tremendous. They were six games under 500 when they fired Lord Pierce and elevated Nate McMillan to that interim head coach. They're in the conference finals right now. They're probably going to get destroyed by the Bucs, to be perfectly honest. But they're there in Trey Young's third season. He's not going to be leaving anytime soon, is he? You're not going to hear one upset word coming out of him. Luka Doncic, despite the freaking turmoil there in the front office and with their coaching staff now, right? has openly said he's going to sign the Supermax extension, and that's coming. And that's a year before he really needs to sign it. He could wait another year, right? But he's going to do it right now because they've been in the playoffs twice in his first three years. That stuff really matters, and the Pelicans need to do it. And it shows you that you can make those kind of jumps. You can go all in and have the success the Atlanta Hawks are having, particularly with the right head coach. Pelicans are right there to be able to do it. They just actually need to and that's why i think zion's frustration is a good thing all right coming up they're not moving from new orleans let's shoot that down right now and i'll explain why coming up here next on locked on pelicans before we get to that today's episode of locked on pelicans brought to you by built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever and did you know that built bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor and when you talk to a built bar fan they are absolutely knowing which one their favorite one is so if you don't want to miss out you can try the coconut almond coconut cherry raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie double chocolate and salted caramel they've got something for everyone i took these on the bachelor party that i was on just because we we're probably going to need them at times everyone loved these a bunch of Dudes who all are in way better shape than I am 
All of them loved these things. We'll be ordering these for before or after their workout. Look, I recommended the mint brownie. That was a big hit overall. So was the salted caramel and the peanut butter brownie. You got to give them a try. And look, not only are they the best tasting, but they're healthy too. They're 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, plus just four grams net carbs and four grams sugar. You're not wasting all the cardio you just did. You don't need one that's 300, 350 calories with 18 or 19 grams of protein. 17 grams plus 130 calories or 18 grams and just 180 calories. That's what they got rocking over at Bilt Bar. So go to BiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your first order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at BiltBar.com. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down every single thing you want to know about this team. And there's a whole lot going on. we got a busy week, too. More on the head coaching stuff. The freaking draft lottery is tomorrow that we're going to break all down for you and get you set for that. And then know where the Pelicans pick is and really, really start to do some deep dives on the drafts, including guests coming on to break down the prospects that the Pelicans really might be looking at. All of that coming up. Then we hit free agency. Summer League, we got a whole lot going on. It's going to be a lot of fun. You want to make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. Please tell your friends about the show as well. And finally, I want to end today's show on this because I saw this report um, also in The Athletic. It was more kind of a, th- a bit of a throwaway line in there, but one that is pretty misinformed and just doesn't need to be in this sorts of thing. And it said in one of their articles that the Pelicans lease runs through 2024. And, you know, maybe depending on what's going on, they might be the one to be moved and the team might, you know, leave New Orleans. It's BS. Look, I'm not going to say this team's going to be here forever, but you need to understand a couple things about the ownership situation and why this just doesn't make sense. And this is a bit of a sensational thing. And it's like for something that's not like the primary point of the article, like what the hell are you? Why why is this being reported? It's really that simple. People can go and say what they want and I don't particularly care. And this isn't something that should worry you. It shouldn't be something that bothers you because they're not as informed as simply I am in this sort of thing or any of the locals who also would have shot this idea down. Gail Benson owns the team. She owns the Saints. It's a pretty good start to not having them move. I don't think she wants to own a pro team in Seattle. That's just not something that seems to interest her. She was the driving force behind Tom Benson buying the then Hornets and keeping them in New Orleans after the NBA owned them once Greg Shin, George Shin lost money. She wanted to keep them here. They could have been sold to an external person and they could have been moved, but they did not do that. She wanted to keep them here and she feels that this goes kind of beyond her, that the Saints and Pelicans are kind of more assets of the city and she wants to protect them and keep them here for the city of New Orleans. Okay, that's a really good start to them probably not moving. The other thing is she's the richest person in Louisiana. If she were to sell the team, she'd easily get probably get at least a billion for it. She need a billion dollars in cash? Like it's it's I mean, it's a rhetorical question, right? Like she doesn't need a billion dollars in cash. She probably has enough cash on hand to buy whatever it is she could possibly want. She wants to buy another brewery? She could. She wants to buy a winery or maybe a bourbon distillery, which would be really cool and hopefully sponsor the show. She could. More resources could buy them. There's probably very few things out there in the world that she could not buy that she would want. And I'm sure she could get the money to do it, should that be the case. So I'm not really worried about this. She doesn't need cash. Like, that's the reason you would sell the team. You need the cash, right? That's the only reason. And she doesn't need it. If she had $300 million in the bank, and I don't know, she can buy whatever the hell she wants. She doesn't need $1.3 billion in the bank. 
She can get whatever she wants or she could get access to the money to buy whatever it is that she would want. So I'm really not worried about her selling the team for cash because it's not really a need for her. So that's kind of the biggest thing. The other thing is the state and city are doing a ton of renovations on the Superdome. There should be more coming next for the Smoothie King Center. They're not going to invest that if they think the team might be leaving. I'm not worried about this. You guys don't need to be worried about this either. So yeah, let's just kind of throw cold water on that. But the big thing is she doesn't need cash. That's why you would sell the teams to have the cash, right? She doesn't need it. So I don't think this team's going anywhere. I don't really think this is any you know going to matter, even without Zion. There's enough draft picks here that should Zion want his way out, yes, demoralizing blow, but they'll still be at least kind of intriguing and able to do things going forward, just like the Oklahoma City Thunder are right now. So I'm kind of okay with everything just kind of as it is, and I'm not overly worried. Maybe about Zion and other things, but not about this team moving. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to get you set for the draft lottery.